Welcome to Reality Chat, where we decode the drama, debunk the myths, and deep dive into mental health matters portrayed on the TV screen. My name is Lena, and I'm a licensed therapist. Hi, my name is Jacqueline, and I'm the co-host and producer. Alrighty, so we are going to take a deep dive on... No, we're not. We're going to... <laughs> Tell me about your life, Jacqueline. It was okay. good. This weekend... Um, we took a break from our screens, and uh, my husband and I took the kids out into the woods, his happy place, and which is mine too. And we became one with nature, and uh, just you know, painted with all the colors of the wind. My oldest <laughs> loves. <laughs> oh God, his reference there. Uh, my oldest loves to run in, in creek water. So like mm-hmm. anytime she sees creek water, she's like, "Can I run in it, please?" And it's like. It wasn't cold, but it wasn't warm. It was like 50 degrees with the slight wind. And I'm like, uh, I'd rather you not. So she got to do a little bit, not as much as she would have liked, but she mm-hmm. loves like, I don't know. She just likes running through it and it's splashing up on her. So, mm-hmm. and then my youngest was temperamental and only wanted snacks the entire time, wanted carried the entire time. She's a little, she's, you know, a little too young to go out, but. We still wanted to introduce it to her to see how she would do because some babies really like being out there. She just wanted her snacks and to be carried. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But it was good. Just no screens, no tablets. Just just get away from it all. Um, and so that was really refreshing. What do you think? Um, had like a pre-birthday celebration. I went to Planter's house. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was delicious. What is that? What what do they serve there? So, um, it's a local restaurant, very small, so definitely make a reservation. They're known for, like, their craft cocktails. They're very, like, fancy, beautiful-looking cocktails. Um, but they also have really good food. I got a shepherd's pie that was made with lamb. Yum. It was good. And then, okay, so let me tell you. We wanted some fries, right? Okay, so we got some French fries. And I, like, you know, get some ketchup. And it comes in, like, a little thing. And I was like, this ketchup is not ketchup. It's so, it's so, like, there's so many flavors happening. And I was trying to figure it out. So I asked the waitress. And she was like, oh, there's 17 spices in this ketchup. Holy shit. 17 spices in a ketchup. And I was like, I can't even begin to, like, fathom what all the spices 17 spices in this ketchup so 17 spice ketchup if you want to go not sponsored by was it good oh my god it was good it was very good it tasted very similar so when you go to other countries so when we went to new zealand they don't really have ketchup there they have tomato sauce is what they call it and it tasted similar to that it's a little bit sweeter it doesn't have I don't know. It's not. It's not ketchup, but it looks like ketchup. Uh, this has had a very similar take to that. So if you've gotten tomato sauce from other countries, it's very similar to that. I only asked because sometimes that can be overwhelming to the palate, mm-hmm. and be like, I don't want this. Yeah, it was. It was not overwhelming. I think I found myself more trying to figure out what was in it, like what. Yeah. It's like different that was in it. I couldn't quite figure out the spice, but that was basically it. We went out for drinks afterwards yes. and then lazy Sundays. Yeah. So, well, good. That sounds like a good time. 
Shall we get into it? Yes. Alrighty. So episode seven of the bear, the name of it is Forks. I found that hilarious because mm-hmm. of the Mikey situation. Because of the throwing of the forks. But yeah. it took on a whole other meaning. Right. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But still I was like, oh, what a mm-hmm. the the it's directors, fun. like the thought into all of this is just really coming to life. Mm-hmm. It really Season is. two is probably my fave. Yeah, yeah, because you can tell, like, not that, not like the directors didn't know the direction of where it was going for season one, but they really, they really got a hold of what they were doing, which is like a lot of most businesses and everything else is the first year is kind of like trial and error, and then that second year is like we got it, we nailed it, like run with it. Mm-hmm. So it starts off with Richie uh, cleaning forks. Uh, well, actually. Carmi sent him to a restaurant because um, he sent he sent everyone out um, and he sent Richie to a restaurant to clean forks and he is already getting his little sass. <laughs> He's already kind of telling them like he doesn't like to be he doesn't like to be under authority like he wants to be the boss. So mm-hmm. he's already kind of starting off with his little quips and then they have a meeting about these smudged forks because he's getting railed about not having clean forks and he's like they're clean to me like it's i'm just like oh rishi just go along with it but uh he was like no 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 like these need to be clean tony i think or is it i don't remember the guy's name terry garrett garrett he had a serious heart-to-heart talk with him which honestly in that type of field for him to have a heart-to-heart talk with them was huge because normally they'd be like if you don't want to clean it just get the fuck out so he had a heart-to-heart talk with him and was like I just need you to respect everything, respect everyone, watch the language, and most importantly, respect yourself. Like, that is where this comes from, is you have to respect yourself to move on into life. And he was like, I can do that, boss. I can respect. Like, I can do that. Mm-hmm. So he's cleaning his forks, and then it switches to him getting on the floor. I call it on the floor because he's no longer back at house in the kitchen. He's now on the floor. And he's all suited up. And the guy goes, how's it feel? He goes, it feels like I have armor on. He goes, that's how it should feel. Like, respect, you know, mm-hmm. like that. You mm-hmm. carry yourself differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's sitting there watching everything. And the head chef is, like, yelling tickets out and going back and forth. And you can tell Richie really wants to learn. Like, he really is, like, this is new. Like, they're actually giving a shit about me. They're actually giving me a chance. So he's standing there like, can I ask what those colors are? Like, can I do that? And she's like, absolutely. And for a chef in that high of volume of like, you know, clientele for her to take the time out to do that. Huge speaks volume because in the meeting, they also said people wait years to get into this restaurant. Like this is, I know no one knows what this is, but this is like Nobu, like in California where the Kardashians eat. This is that that main restaurant that everyone like begs to get in. So he, when he heard that, he was like, oh, shoot, like this isn't the bear. This isn't the beef. This isn't, you know, this is huge. Mm-hmm. So as she's doing all that, he gets the nerve, which I was proud of him to be like, can I can I take this to the table? And she, you could see the look. She's like, yes, chef. So he took it. He went. I cringed when he took it because I thought he was going to fuck it up. I cringed so hard. Actually, fun fact, I fast forwarded and then rewinded because I couldn't handle that one. 
I was so scared. I thought he was going to spill it. I thought he was going to like, you know, cuss or something like mm -hmm. I was really scared that he was going to just be so done. Fascinating. I obviously rewinded to watch it and they loved him. He was such a people person. They loved it. He was just like, you know, pr his presentation and everything is not what the ideal restaurant would call for, but mm -hmm. you know, he did it. He did mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Um, and he lived on this amazing life high. He got in the car and blasted the homegirl, Taylor Swift. Like, he was living that high that they believed in him. They gave I him a chance. He, you know. There was such a relatable moment, and I thought of you and I during this. He's driving. He's singing his song. And then someone is, like, not driving correctly, and they're like, fucking drive. And then he, like, cuts back into yes. <laughs> cuts back into. Um, <laughs> singing the song and I think of like how many conversations I've had with you driving home where I'm like what are you doing to the random person and then I just like cut in back mm -hmm. into talking to you because you mm -hmm. know those drivers are the worst yes. <laughs> yes I know I thought of us too I was like oh my god that's what she does on the phone with me <laughs> but yeah he just yeah he was living that high and it quickly came down like, man, did that scene flip emotionally. Because then he called Carmi. And Carmi was, like, so wrapped up into what Fack was doing. Which is fine, right? He's there. He's present. But he couldn't even give Richie the time of day. He couldn't even, like, step away from Fack and be like, Hey, cuz, how are you doing? What's up? Is everything okay? Instead, he was like, what do you need? And Richie's like, I don't need anything. Like, honest, like, you could tell he was calling to, like, on, kind of say thank you. Without saying thank you. Um, so that kind of happened. And then he see, then it fast forwards again to him seeing a female chef. I don't know if she was the owner, the one peeling the mushrooms. Yeah. She okay. Mm -hmm. Cause she was like, it's a family owned business. It's this and that. And every second counts. He, one thing I have really noticed about Richie, especially in this episode, he has such poor self-esteem. And we've talked about that before, but I think it's highlighted again in the fact his language of, I've just been sent here to get out of their hair, right? And so then he's like, I am only polishing forks. This is bullshit. And then they're in that meeting with everyone from the restaurant and it's, they're talking about the smudge right? Who did the smudge? Let's talk about it. Own up to the smudge. I'm tired of talking about the smudge. But it's because that restaurant has such high, high standards. And the attention to detail there is immaculate, which makes that restaurant stand out. And so I think in that moment, that plus the talk he had about respect with Garrett has really started to shift of like, oh, okay, like they're badass because of these like teeny tiny details. So me polishing the forks might seem like such a small thing, but it is actually really impactful. Like it impacts the system and it impacts the way everyone operates within the restaurant. So I think he's seeing that every part, regardless of how small, is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you can see he's like, starts to watch a little bit more. He's paying attention. He's asking questions. He overhears one of the tables talking about how the daughter wanted pizza before she left. And that was her last night. Side note, if you've never been to Pequod's. <laughs> you've been there. Go. Oh, <laughs> it is. I will, oof, I will go to Chicago just to get Pequod's. Like, oh, 
chef's yeah. kiss it is the best deep dish pizza it knocks giordano's and luminati's out of the park pequod's pizza mm. how you are with pizzas how i am with spaghetti i am a pizza snob this is <laughs> like i will judge your pizza <laughs> like, love it i am a pizza snob i will judge your pizza harshly pequod's pizza is the best deep dish chicago style pizza ever so go there put it on your list but sponsored by pequon pizza not, oh my god if it i wish it was <laughs> i wish it was pequon's <laughs> if you hear me send me your pizza <laughs> oh that's great um but so this restaurant like goes and like they get the pequon pizza and they bring it back um and so he keeps asking other people like why you do this and they're all like acts of service i love to put people's like smile on people's faces i love to do this because i love to serve people and i love to pay attention to those details and just make them happy Mm -hmm. i think he's realizing that he also likes that because he was super pumped when they got the pequod's pizza and delivered it and was like hell yeah like that was a win and he got to get it yes and he got to be a part of it like they let him play Mm -hmm. the game right if we're going Mm -hmm. back to like he's he just just feels very young like they let him play yeah and he got to do it and he got to win and he played the game right and that felt really good he like understood the social rules um and that that felt really good to him what else with him yeah i think it like you keep saying like the childhood thing it brings it full circle like he is involved and playing and like i said when i was cringing when it was his time to to serve i also fell with everyone that like every time he's in the scene it's like oh god what's he gonna do you know mm-hmm. but he he did it yeah i think it speaks it's interesting that you were cringing. You're like, oh my God, he's going to fuck it up, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think that's how everyone sees him. Yeah. I think that's how a lot of people see him because he does. He like, he he does. He will fuck up because yeah. he's not understanding the rules in which he needs to play the game. And so he will. But he is finally taking the time to slow down and start looking and listening and asking questions that he understands the rules of the game. Yeah. But so, they allowed him to ask the questions. Yes. They allowed him to do it. Whereas the bear, there was no allowing. It mm-hmm. was Carmi's way or no way. Mm-hmm. Sydney's way or no way. Like, so yeah, it's huge. And he wanted to stay because he was so welcomed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's talk about that car moment of how he was just living on life oh actually rewind let's talk about the talk between him and garrett how garrett told him he used to be an alcoholic he's this and that now he's better he's clean and like you said it's active service Mm -hmm. i was gathering from that little clip that richie kind of was trying to talk down on him like you're not a chef why are you in this kitchen why are you you know all this stuff Mm -hmm. and he's like whoa bud like Mm -hmm. calm down Yeah, part of me wonders if he associates, like, status. So, like, chef is, like, top status of a restaurant, right? And so he's not a chef. He's the coordinator or manager or whatever he is. He's not, like, the top dog in the restaurant. And so part of me wonders if 
Richie's associating like status as being at the top as equating happiness. And mm-hmm. I think Garrett is a perfect example of that's not always true. You could be whatever position he is. You could be a waiter. You could be the person um, polishing the spoons. And if that feels good to you and that feels like it has a purpose, that's great. I don't think you need to have... I think that a lot of times we're like, you need to be the boss to be happy or you need to be in the top position to be happy. And that's not necessarily true for everyone. Um, For Garrett, it's like I get to notice the little things and then I get to serve and then that feels really good to me. It doesn't have to be he doesn't have to be the top chef. He can just be the person who serves because that's what's important to him. So I think Richie is trying to lean into why why is this important to him? Which I think, so thinking about self-esteem, this is really powerful because a lot of people with self-esteem will look to others to figure out how to behave and how to act and what they should think and feel. But I think we're seeing this turning point in Richie where he's starting to really, he's asking these people and he's finding all these different answers. And so it's not a one-size-fit-all. It's like he's starting to really reflect on his own stuff of why he wants to do this. Which then brings us to the car scene. This one, again, it kind of made me tear up because I was just so happy for him. I was so happy for him. Like, it's a pure joy. And also, like, you cannot not sing along with that song. Um, (laughs) So... Yes, like that is a song. If you hear it at like a wedding or a concert or whatever, you have to belt it out because he's driving and, his car. He's so mm-hmm. happy. That's it's so a love story. Cute. Yeah, and I think he's singing this because of his daughter. And then he like calls his ex and is like, "I got Taylor Swift tickets, and like, you want to come?" And so clearly, oh. he's like still has feelings, and she's like yeah. beating around the bush about telling him that he she's engaged. I called and, it though. I called well, it. Well, I mean, yeah. And he clearly still has feelings for her, which is really sad. Yeah. Um, also, how did he score Taylor Swift tickets? They're fucking expensive. Right? <laughs> he can't afford child. Well, they didn't say he couldn't. He still pays them. Yeah, I don't know. Good for him. Maybe he knows people. Uncle Cicero coming in hot. Uncle Cicero coming in hot. Probably. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, but I feel like that's the moment where we really, him singing in the car is really him coming into himself and like, hells yeah, like, I, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, this is my purpose. So he calls Carmi. Let's talk about that moment. He calls Carmi and is like, I know you sent me here one Carmi's really busy with fact. Fact's electrocuting himself. They're being chaotic like they always are. I couldn't handle that. Like, fact is so dumb. <laughs> Just keep doing it. Keep, keep touching the wires together while you're not wearing any sort of protective wear. Or, and also, the electricity is still on. Just, like, turn the electricity off. Like, get, there's a grounder. You can, like, you can snap it to a grounder so it grounds it to that so you can do what you want and not get electrocuted. Like all I know is they tell you when you switch out even just like light bulbs, you should turn off the electricity. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> but you want a grounder to be safe, you know. Something. But he's just like electrocuting the shit out of himself, regardless. We are not electricians. 
please read instructions before you change lives. Don't hold us liable. We have no idea what we're doing. Where's uh, uh, that business owner? She's so worried. You guys I, I are gonna go like, liable for this shit. You guys are gonna go there. cut the I'm wires. Not <laughs> I'm not an electrician. Well, so, Jack Lee said to go get a grounder. <laughs> people are dumb. People will listen to you. Anywho's, anywho's. Okay, so they're chaotic. When she calls Carmi, Carmi is not able to step away. He's like in and out of both conversations, and there's mis misalignment between their communication. Because Richie is like, I know you only sent me there to get rid of me, yeah. and then Carmi's like, That's not why I sent you there. But they never got to sit, like, finish that conversation, and that could have been a really powerful moment between Richie and Carmi, but it was missed because. Carmi was too busy with other things. Ideally, he just like didn't answer the phone if he didn't have time or step away because Fack is going to be Fack and he's going to do whatever. Like, step away and then have this conversation. Yeah. Um, especially when you're hearing things like, you only sent me there to get me, like, get me out of your hair, right? Like, that should be like, a, and my response is no. There's mm -hmm. a conversation things needs to happen. There's reason why Carmi sent him there. And I think yeah. he later figures it out. But there's a misalignment there. So it'd be really great if Carmi would like do one thing at a time instead of like be in the chaos and suck Richie in. And I think this is where Richie gets missed a lot because he's trying to insert himself into places and he's he's not understanding the full concept of what's happening. And then he gets missed and he gets left behind and then he feels unimportant. Mm -hmm. Which is Absolutely. like digs against his self-esteem. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Carmi is kind of the common denominator in most of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's his, he's the leader, right? He's the top chef. He's the leader in mm -hmm. this. He's the one that, as a leader, he's the one that creates the culture He's the one that tells people what the rules are and how we're going to function as a team. And he's all over the place. Absolutely. Yeah. He's, he he's, he's all over the place. Um, mm -hmm. I think Carmi sent him there. I don't know what that position is where they're like calling out the numbers and telling the dishes to like go and like, I don't know, whatever that position is. Is. It seems like Richie is aligning to be in that position because he likes to be the leader, right? We've seen him fight for that power and that leadership, but not do it in a way that is constructive or that makes sense. And he's seeing how he can be a leader and people will, how he can command respect and how he can assert himself and like give orders in a way that people will respond positively and like make the ship work. I think he's seeing that and he's like, I want that. That feels really cool. Noticing the little details within the restaurant. So this restaurant will literally Google their patrons. Yes. And like, love that. Like, that is so badass. I like, love that. Like, I think people come to this restaurant for the experience. It's less about the food and more the experience. Like, yes, they have Michelin stars, which is, like, cool and, like, means your food is, like, good and innovative and, cool, like, creative. But the fact that they, like, Google 
who th- their people are, right? The teachers. They're like, they aren't paying. Yeah. They're coming here and they're going to have, like, they've been saving up for months. They're not even going to get a bill. Like, that is so cool because, like, they will go. That's good business because they're making plenty of money on the other tables those people will go and have a like a memorable experience and then they'll tell all of their friends. I know. And that that wait list of 5000 people will grow. That made me emotional. That <laughs> made me want to cry. <laughs> Cuz they did that because they're teachers. They're teachers. Mm-hmm. They know what they do mm-hmm. in the world. It's like a firefighter or a policeman. Like it's, you know, like they know what they're doing. So they, why not give them a five-star experience for literally free you know because they're gonna mm-hmm. go but around with word of mouth like mm-hmm. that was amazing mm-hmm. and then richie was like what i also was like this is a boss ass move too if someone cancels they send a car yes. the next person that's available i'm like hell yeah, yeah that is a boss yes. move i will wake up from my nap <laughs> for that <laughs> like, if you're running a business this is the perfect episode to watch yes. and see how the minor things mm-hmm. really make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, that's what I've been learning. I'm also listening to a book called Onward, and it's about Starbucks. And one of the things they talk about is like they want to make sure that their shops always smell like coffee. And, it does. and when they introduced the sandwiches, their shops began to smell like cheese because they would like heat them up and it would smell like burnt cheese. And they're like, we can't have yeah. that. So they had to find solutions to make sure that the coffee smell is like so that attention to attention to detail. Yes. Chef's is my favorite. Oh, my favorite is going through that drive through in Starbucks. And when that barista rolls her window down or whatever it does, hits me. And I'm like, give me all the coffee smells. <laughs> It's like you smell it. I'm like, I want want this smell. Yeah, I know. Low key, I have always wanted to work in a Starbucks, but I know I mentally couldn't handle it. (laughs) I don't want to do eight pumps of frab, six pumps of this, nine pumps of that, and eight pumps of dragon fruit. Just drink your coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Get a black coffee. Everyone gets it. Yeah. I'll take the order that needs a black coffee. (laughs) Yeah. But so. But I think he's understanding that it's the small little things that really matter. We can't cut corners. Like the beef is notorious for cutting corners and like doing things a real shady way. To step out, to stand out, you have to pay attention to the tiniest of details. Yes. yes. Um, So knowing who your customer is, is like paying attention to details. Yeah. No, that was just, I'm so happy you brought that up because yes so yes so i just put myself in that position like imagine me going like she likes spaghetti find the best spaghetti around like go (laughs) go get it richie (laughs) run down the street yes she loves her bloody marys Mm -hmm. make it the best like i'm a bloody (laughs) mary snob but yeah no i i just loved that moment because mm, thunder because it really showed like the care in that restaurant and you could see Richie Mm -hmm. also being like oh like it matters it mat it really Mm -hmm. does matter like because he was looking through the windows and he was like no shit and they always called him out on his language Mm -hmm. 
So he's finding like the little things matter. And I think he got really excited because he got to be a part of it, like we said before. Um, let's talk about the ending scene where she where he talks to Terry, the head chef. Um I found it very interesting how their stories were <laughs> Belita. Belita. Look, look, you're on camera. So he talked to Terry. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting how similar their upbringings were. They both had military dads. And they both, like, didn't have a good relationship with their dad. Mm -hmm. And so she had brought up, like, I had a restaurant and then it failed. And then my dad died and so I got money. And so my family invested into this restaurant. So it kind of became the family business. Which, again, is, like, his, his like, adopted family's business because he also describes his best friend's mom as more of his mom which is donna which is also more context into like how he has was raised if donna if you've watched or listened to the last two episodes we know that donna is not well mm -hmm. and so she's probably been not well for a long time um and so that is like his mother figure it's nice that he had that and he had like this like uh, stand-in family mm -hmm. but he didn't like doesn't really know his dad is what he also says yeah. um, and so Terry the head chef talks about how she knew her dad more after he passed this I found so relatable and so true for so many stories when someone passes there's something about like people will just start telling all the stories that you didn't know about that person. That's happened to me in my personal mm -hmm. life. Like I think I found out more about my grandparents after they passed mm -hmm. than when they were alive, which is very interesting. Terry reads his books, goes through his stuff, finds that dad has like pays attention to like little things that she had no idea about him. Right. She missed this giant part of his story. And I'm wondering if Richie also feels that same way about his dad or Richie feels this, this way about Mikey. That's what I was thinking about. Um, Because so then Richie was like, how does he sign off? How does he sign off? And obviously like, it's every second counts because that's what's underneath the clock. And so Richie's is let it rip or Mikey's is let it rip. And so then that becomes the little thing you'll see you'll see in the next episode of like i think it's the next episode where they watch the let it yeah. rip on little paper but this the love story comes back on mm -hmm. of taylor swift's song yeah. and i think it really is honestly the love story between him and mikey oh like their love for their friendship um, yeah, i didn't look at it that way yeah, yeah because i think it i think it's um, because they, I mean, they truly love each other, right? And as, like, brothers, yeah. they call each other cousins. Mm -hmm. Um, so, like, very strong feelings of, of like, family. Yeah. And he was always over at their house. He's invited to Christmas. Mm -hmm. Donna is his, like, second mom. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're finding more out about Richie as, after he's passed. That might be. And there's like a little love story. Yeah. And the restaurant is an extinction of Mikey. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's mm -hmm. good. I, like I said earlier, I was looking at it more as a love story with Mike, with Richie, with his own personal life. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's between Mikey and Richie. And like with himself. Yeah. And a little bit of Carmi because there's some snippets of him walking through the restaurant 
And in the back is Luca and Carmi just posted up in a poster. And mm-hmm. he looks at him like, huh, I see you. I see mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all connected. Yeah, and well, I mean, Carmi was not dumb when he sent these people out. Like, he sent, mm-hmm. what's his name, out to be with Luca. He obviously sees Michael. something in Luca. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. like, if I can't train you or teach you because I'm, you know, your friend slash family, you're going to listen to someone who is not friend and family, but still equal to me in a way. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to listen to the people who are closest to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So overall, we're seeing Richie really hone in and strengthen his self-esteem and finding his purpose, which like just makes my heart so happy for him because he's he's been on the struggle bus for a long time. I know. I can't wait to see what episode eight brings. I do know the beginning of it. I was not happy with so. <laughs> More on that next time. Yeah. All right. All right. This has been Reality Check. As a reminder, just because I'm a therapist doesn't mean that I am your therapist. (laughs) Um, If something in this podcast has struck a chord with you, make sure that you go and seek therapy for yourself. Uh, We would love if you would like and subscribe to our podcast slash YouTube channel. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to engage with us. We would love to hear from you, Lena. And this has been Reality Check. See ya.